You are listening to The Women of Kona, a feisty media production. We would like to thank our partners, Try Hard, That's It, Kerr Sports, USAT, and the Outspoken Summit. We are live! Yay! Yay, we're live! Welcome to episode three of The Women of Kona. Today is fancy day here at Feisty Kona HQ. Why is it fancy day, Ellen? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. (laughs) It is? I I don't know. I think we look pretty good. (laughs) We do. It's fancy day because we look good. Could it be because we're having a party later? (laughs) Yeah, we had to look this good because we are heading straight to, almost straight to a party um, after this recording. So I got my chains on, got the earrings on, we got the dresses on. Um, But, you know, we want you to come, but don't feel like you have to get dressed up. Um, We're wearing, it's like, I'm wearing an exercise dress. So wear whatever you want. Wear whatever you want. Okay, so for for those who are watching who are in Kona, the cocktail party, cocktail hour, is at 5 p.m. at Humpy's. <laughs> we chose the restaurant with the funniest name, and it is upstairs there. And I will be buying free drinks for the first 10 people to get there. So show up early. Show up early. Candy necklaces. Oh, yeah. We also have candy necklaces. Okay, so another thing I have forgotten in the past episodes, I will introduce my lovely co-host in a minute for those who don't know her. <laughs> but we do have a contest running, Ellen. Um, it's a what, great contest. It is. Yeah, what, what do we have included in the contest? Well, uh, I'll list off a few things and then I'll, I'll share. There are just so many. I, so I, many. I don't want to take up too much airspace. There's eight chances to win, right? Eight, eight? eight chances to win. Total prize is worth two thousand dollars so that's a lot of a lot of money so we got form goggles and a six-month prescription um we got some try hard active foot bundle what else do we have sarah a cycling kit from Kerr sports uh, we have entries to the usat multi-sport festival which i hear was pretty cool last year we got a three-month supply of that's it bars Ooh. which we got a few samples over here we've been eating them all week They've been keeping us fueled, tons of fruit. So we're, we're getting in those good vitamins and minerals from real fruit. Yeah. I can attest that they are good. They're good. Like a, a three-month supply of this would be pretty cool for us. Uh, we have $50 um, to the Feisty Shop. If you have been paying attention around Kona, we've been wearing some really nice outfits. So you can buy those shirts yourselves. We also have a $30 gift card to the Feisty Shop. And, of course, the um, free entry to the Outspoken Summit. Yes. So those are our prizes and there's eight chances to win and how do we oh oh it's going to be dropped into the show notes how you can enter the contest so thank you to the lovely Ella and Millie for taking care of that for us um so I would like to introduce oh yes and and of course thank you to our sponsors who allow us to be here in Kona doing all this amazing coverage so those sponsors are our sponsors are try hard Kerr sports uh that's it USAT and the outspoken summit. <laughs> it's like, I, I knew. I just vibed that Ellen was having a mind blank there. <laughs> okay. So, my co host today is Ellen Pannock. She works in the Feisty HQ with me um, in Victoria. But as a triathlete, uh, Ellen definitely knows her way around the elite triathlon world. She was an under 23 silver medalist and she went to a Commonwealth Games and a Pan Am Games for Canada. So, many people don't know that because they know Ellen as our Feisty creative director. So, um, she's a pretty amazing athlete. Welcome, Ellen. Well, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be now 
now on this side of the camera, usually I'm behind like making a bunch of reels on social media. So it's fun to be on this side of things. Who's going to do our social media right now? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might, we need a few pics. I think maybe we'll get, we'll get Kelly to take some pictures. Where is she? If anyone is, if anyone is watching, take a screenshot of your, of the YouTube channel because we, <laughs> because you're our social media people now. <laughs> okay, coming up on the show, we have Fenella Langridge, who is a three-time 70.3 champion, and she went eight hours 31 in, in Roth this year, which is mighty speedy. Lauren Brandon, who is an Ironman champion and 70.3 champion, and we caught up with them this morning um, at the swim. So if, if anyone's uh, not been to Kona, uh, at the Sunday before the race, there's always a swim that's on the course, a swim race that is basically the race course. And so th this morning there were like, there were thousands of people down there. Hey, Ellen. Oh man, it was it was popping. Like it was there's such good vibes. I'm I'm jealous. Ellen and I were saying we were wishing that we could have we we were in the race too. It looked so much fun. Just amazing vibes. Yeah, totally. And then we also talked to Bianca Fernandez Clark, who is one of two women, the first two women to uh, qualify for Kona from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and then finally, we have the amazing Marinda Carfrey, four times world champion. Her and I catch up a little bit about her decision not to race and her focus on motherhood after this. Whether you're training hard or working hard, That's It bars are the perfect on-the-go snack. They are made 100% from real fruit, plus they are totally delicious and have been powering our Kona trip so far. It's always tricky to plan your nutrition when you're traveling, so having something simple and delicious to snack on has been a total game changer. That's It has a bunch of other on-the-go snacks as well, with all items containing six ingredients or less. And the best part, That's It is giving our listeners a special discount on all their products. Just head over to that'sitfruit.com and use the code KONA25 for 25% off your order. That's 25% off your whole order at that'sitfruit.com with the code KONA25. Let's take a minute to talk about hair. If you do triathlon, you've probably asked yourself questions like, what's the best way to wear my hair during a race? How can I keep my hair healthy and hydrated? And how can I avoid my hair ending up in a giant knot? Enter TryHard. TryHard has pre and post swim solutions designed to reduce the absorption of pool and ocean chemicals into your hair. We love using TryHard's pre and post swim conditioner before and after every swim to keep our hair feeling great. TryHard also has a bunch of other products useful for triathletes, like their after swim body wash and recovery bath salts, which have been a hit with the feisties. Take care of your hair and skin with TryHard. Use the code FEISTYKONA for 20% off at tryhard.co. That's Feisty Kona for 20% off at tryhard.co. Okay, Ellen, we both uh, we both washed our hair with TryHard, didn't we? We did. Yeah, we got back uh, from, you know, just out and about this morning and our hair looked terrible. <laughs> it really did look terrible. <laughs> and I just find, yeah, we washed her with, with some TryHard and I just find, like, it makes my hair feel really, really soft. So I think our hair looks pretty good. I think so too. <laughs> Comments welcome. <laughs> okay, so Ellen, as you know, this is you know you weigh around a triathlon, obviously, but this is your first time in Kona. Um, what are your kind of first impressions of the Ironman World Champs event? Yeah, I think I came in here not really knowing what to expect. I've just been absolutely blown away, like just by the sheer number of triathletes running up and down the uh, the the Queen K, um, being there this morning. Um, just were well, even when we first got here, like 
a week ago, just how many people were already here. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to keep getting busier and busier. So it is like truly a triathlon carnival. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Well said. Disneyland. Isn't that what Diana said? Uh, yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. And so it, I can see how it's easy to lose your mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. I love that tying in the other episodes right here. Um, okay. So the first, the first woman across the line this morning in the, um, swim of the course, uh, was Fenella Langridge. She's a fairly new pro, uh, from the UK. I love seeing some fresh faces, uh, here at Kona. And even though she's had enough time to, to win three seventy point threes and did a very fast Ironman in Roth. So let's hear what Fenella had to say after her swim. Okay. Good morning, Fenella. Fantastic swim. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I quite enjoyed it out there. Found some nice feet. It was just good to go through the motions before race day. Yeah, it's really fun for us to see a new fresh face in the women's field. Yeah. So congratulations. First time on the island, loving it. <laughs> oh, wow. First time on the island. What are your thoughts so far? It's a, it's a pinch me moment every time you go somewhere and you see the iconic names and places. And yeah, just grateful to be here. Yeah. Okay. So are you, what, tell me about your year so far. Like, how did you qualify to get here? Uh, I qualified at World Champs in St. George. Okay, two world champs in a year. Are you, if you include Roth as well. So, <laughs> so it's been a big year it's so been far. It's a big year, definitely. But yeah, loving it. Glad to be here. Maybe one more race after this, but that would just be a bit of fun. Yeah, and so today is Sunday. So your race is in, what, four? Four eight? sleeps. Four sleeps, something like that. <laughs> sleeps. Okay, so tell us about your, your decision to do sort of an all-out 4K four sleeps before is that is that good for your training it wasn't all out i just felt i was i was quite lucky to find some good feet and then just was a bit smart with my well not racing just smart with my swimming tried to conserve as much energy as i could just learning what it feels like to be out there for that long after a while of not swimming 4k or 3.8k straight yeah, absolutely. I get that. And for our listeners, I think there's a lot of people who get super nervous kind of in the open water. Do you feel that at all? Uh, yeah, I don't personally like swimming in the ocean on my own unless there's like boys. So it's nice to be out here with all the other athletes and you're all there together. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty magical. Yeah, I think it's good for folks to know that even the really good swimmers are still <laughs> terrified out there. Yeah, if you put me out there on my own, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be definitely screaming. <laughs> and any swim tips for the people at home? Um, just be relaxed in that first uh, four or five hundred. Um, don't get worried if you get hit a little bit or pushed around and then just find your rhythm and yeah, just keep going. And yeah, you've got a strong, long strokes. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Fanella, And all the best to you on Thursday. We'll be cheering. Good luck, everybody. Okay, Ellen, I think that was pretty good advice. Be relaxed in the first first four or 500 meters, which I think is really hard for people. Do you think that's a good advice? Yeah, I think for Ironman in particular, from the type of racing I do that is, or I did, is the complete opposite of the draft legal world triathlon racing. Uh, but I do think, yeah, if you can kind of find your rhythm in that first little bit, if it's going to, it's a long day out there. So just sort of getting in the right, the right headspace, I think is really important. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I mean, in the, even in the Ironman race, you have that, you do have that pressure still to get into a pack. And I think looking to be with the right people when you get out on the bike, the last thing you want to do is like be by yourself like out on the bike, not being, and what I mean is like not being able to see someone, right? So that's what puts pressure on people, I think, to like go off the line really hard. So often people don't understand that like their best swimming, your best swimming is done when you're relaxed, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially in the ocean, 
uh, it's really easy, I think, to get tight and and kind of have that feeling like your chest is closing in on you and there's there's waves coming over you can't see. So I think it's 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 kind of to center yourself a bit more than anything. And then the other thing I just remembered that happened this morning, this is so Kona. The first person out of the water was actually like some random dude just out for a swim and they announced him in, right? As if he was in the race. Yeah, it was it was like, wow, this guy has such like a long, slow, beautiful stroke. I can't believe how much water he's pulling. If he's 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 winning by a mile. <laughs> just like some random dude came in and did he come through the finish line he did yeah, yeah he came through the finish line and everything um so yeah that was that was uh i guess that is very kona yeah i think, I think kona has a long history and i would have to look this up to like go into detail of people just like jumping into the race like even from the beginning oh, of the I, race never heard of that. Like there used bandit. to be yeah there, yes bandit right yeah, yeah. uh-huh there was a guy uh, who used to dress up as a cow mm-hmm. like in the 80s i think mm-hmm. and he would do the whole iron man every year he wouldn't enter he, he would like be like a rogue and just like do the whole course. Yeah, I, I don't really get that, but <laughs> I think it's like back if you imagine like it's not that long since the, the, it was a bit more casual right. out here, which it's hard to imagine with all the people like in spandex and running shoes and compression. And a cow gets by in an entire Ironman without getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't happen now, would it? No, I don't think so. Okay, and then Fenella, um, this morning Fenella came out of the water with Lauren Brand, and the two of them were just kind of like stride for stride, rolling in, doing their training swim. Uh, and we also talked to Lauren, so let's hear from her. Okay, good morning, Lauren Brandon. Good morning. How are you guys? Great. So excited to be here on the island with you again. Um, how was your three-year break? <laughs> It was long. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm super excited to be back. Obviously, Kona to me is, you know, what I aim for every year. So to not have it for a few years has been tough. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to be back. This is my first time doing this swim. Can't say I'll ever do it again. <laughs> but, yeah, nice to check that box. Yeah. Was it a good training swim for you? Yeah, I just... I didn't like everyone around and touching me, so I was trying to, like, get off by myself, you know, but that's okay. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's going to be a few people touching you on, on Thursday. I don't like it. I'll just go behind them. Hopefully everyone else in front of me can fight for first sit in. I love that. I think it's super relatable because I think a lot of people, like, even further back in the race, don't like that either. So to hear, like, one of the best swimmers in the world of Ironman actually say that is, like, really comforting, at least to me. I can't imagine when they did the mass starts. Like, I think that would be super terrifying. Or when the pro women started with the pro men. There's no way because I was just getting, like, slammed, like, people on top of me. So I just, like, stopped at one point and went on the outside. I was like, okay, I need to be able to breathe. Cool. Okay, so for the folks at home, do you how comfortable are you um, in the open water? Like, do you th- do you go out in the ocean no problem? You're comfortable, or do you do you have any any moments of fear? Yeah, I do. I actually don't really swim open water unless I'm racing. Um, my coach made me do this, so that's why I'm here. Usually, I do sole uh, pool swimming because honestly, yeah, ocean water is not my favorite. If I'm at like, there's no way I'd swim out by myself or anything. Um, it was okay because there's a lot of people around, but I definitely get super anxious. So I understand it, people. <laughs> totally. Okay. What are some tips you could give to folks who are watching? For swimming? For swimming. Yeah, I think um, I would just take some deep breaths. And, like, what I did for that swim was go on the outside so that, you know, I felt like I had a little bit more control of where I was going and who was around me. Um, And if at any moment you're having 
you know, like a slight panic attack or something, then just slow down, go on your back, do some backstroke, breaststroke, chill, and then get going again. Yeah, and that's okay, right? Oh, yeah, I did that just now. <laughs> I love it. Well, Lauren, we're cheering for you so much on Thursday. Can't wait. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, love Lauren Brandon. We've interviewed her a number of times in the Iron Women, um, when we used to do Iron, Iron Women Live. Um, I think it's really interesting that both of the both of those top pros, like Fenella and Lauren, just like not to underestimate how fast they actually swim and how good they are at swimming. And yet in the open ocean, like Lauren saying, you know, my coach made me do it <laughs> kind of thing. I think it's, are you scared of the open ocean, Ellen? Yeah, I think there are definitely moments where you just realize that you're really at the mercy of nature. Like, and I think that's what's scary is you just at some point some the waves are really big and you just don't have control. Uh, and so I think that's that's the scary part for me. And and luckily there's no big um, waves like coming in in and out of um, the beach, which is nice. But definitely being out there, you really feel and the out there. Um, and it's sort of like tough too. I think it's easy to go off course and kind of lose your bearings. Uh, with the swell. Uh, so it's definitely a, a different ball game. Yeah. And are you scared of creatures at all? Uh, yes, I am. I have shark dreams. That was definitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have a reoccurring shark dream. Um, and so, yeah, even when I'm out there, even with all the people around, you still kind of, it does cross your mind a little bit, but no one has to be worried, I don't think, for race day. I don't think so. Although in 2018, there was one woman who during this swim, got um head butted by a barracuda face teeth butted i don't even know what a barracuda sounds like but it sounds scary okay, a barracuda is like a it's a it's a fish it's like some kind of prehistoric fish right. if you look it up you will be more terrified than what i'm saying right now like it's a prehistoric fish that has like a big crazy mouthful of teeth <laughs> yeah and they don't like they come out they, they like shiny things apparently so when you're like diving and stuff you don't wear like don't wear any bling. No, bling like you ride. yeah <laughs> don't wear your bling on race day folks <laughs> and uh and anyway she got like it just like crashed into her leg and she wasn't able to crash into her leg it swam head first into her leg <laughs> and she goes this is a true story i know it sounds comedic somebody google it for me i'm going off my memory <laughs> um okay uh ellen any other open water swim tips for our people at home yeah, I think the number one thing is going to be not to go off course. I think you want to set up your day and swim the shortest line possible. So I would say uh, a lot of times you're swimming on someone's feet or you're kind of following someone else, but you don't want to necessarily trust those feet because they may be leading you off course. So I would say every once now and again, look up sites, kind of get your bearings. I know even sometimes when I've been out there recently, I've had to stop and just sort of be like, where's the, where's the buoy? Where's that triangle? Or you can look past on the, the horizon, kind of pick a landmark as well. That's kind of helpful because sometimes the, the swell is so big, you can't see the buoy. So that would be my number one recommendation is make sure you don't go off course and you're swimming extra meters because it's tough out there. It's wavy. It's salty. Yeah, I used to do that. What you what you just said? I used to before every race, I'd go out, look at the course, and then at every segment of the course, I would know what my sighting. Like I'd pick something on the shore that I was going to sight off for each segment because you can't, you know, and this the sun's in your eyes, and you just can't be sure you're going to see the buoys. Yeah, no, I uh, 100% agree on that. And Lauren, I against sorry against what Lauren said. Although Lauren's a way better swimmer than I am, but um, <laughs> I personally like need to practice in the open water, mm -hmm. and I also need to. Um, 
like like practicing sighting without letting your whole body position drop is really important. Like I just like learning the skill of sighting, which I think you can you can do that in the pool, but it's helpful if you're like actually wearing your swim skin or your wetsuit or whatever you're going to actually use in the open water. Yeah, like at game speed too. At game speed. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah, and then you also have to uh, account for the current too. So it's nice to go out there and get a sense of which way you're going to get dragged. So keeping those currents in mind as well. Good advice. Thank you. Okay. So also yesterday we caught up with Bianca Fernandez Clark. And so she actually, um, we actually heard from someone, someone messaged us and said that the first she did, she did. I love it. Um, to let us know that there's, there's two women who qualified from the Dominican Republic and there's never been any female qualifiers from that country before. So we were super stoked to talk to Bianca. So let's hear from her. Bianca, welcome to the podcast. You're from Dominican Republic? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so excited to talk to you. So I understand that you got a lottery spot to this race in 2019. Yes. And you said that was your first Ironman. I, I'm very excited to hear about that experience. Like, did you know how hard it was going to be? No. So basically, when I got a lottery spot, it was, I was a complete beginner. I hadn't even done an Ironman at the time. Mm -hmm and obviously like nothing as hard as Kona. I, I, my Ironman originally was going to be Sweden, which is just much easier. I mean, there's no easier Ironman, but, but it's an easier course. And, but yeah, then once that lottery spot like got to me, I just couldn't say no to the opportunity. So, so yeah, I was been, came here and just had a blast at that time. Amazing. How did you prepare? Like, did you hire a coach right away? Like, what, was your, what were your next steps after you learned that you got the lottery spot? So I had a coach already, you know, I had been with my coach from, from a time, you know, she took me from like total beginner, like couldn't even like swim 2K to like prepare me for my full Ironman. Obviously once I got the Kona slot, you obviously things changed a bit. Uh, I'm not a great swimmer, so I had to prepare for the sea swim, which I'm also quite scared of. And heat acclimatation, that was like very important as well. And well, I lived in London, I, I live in London, so I traveled to Lanzarote a few times just to like train in the heat and the wind. Yeah. So I found out like it was quite helpful. Like it's great that I had that opportunity to do that, you know, for a few weeks at, at that, that year. And so you're, this year you've qualified for your spot and you're one of two women who are the first two that qualified from Dominican Republic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I thought in 2019 I'll never be back because I was a much lower athlete back then. So I thought that was going to be my one time in Kona. Uh, but this year uh, I did Ironman Sweden and Women for Try had awarded that race, you know, 20 extra slots for women. So I got one of those slots in the roll down you know I just couldn't believe <laughs> that wow. I was gonna be back yeah. yeah fantastic okay so what do you think it would take to get more women from Dominican Republic doing triathlon in general or Ironman well so obviously I, we didn't I didn't grow up with the sport back then now it's getting uh, much larger uh, so so that's great obviously we have not many triathlon opportunities back there there's no Ironman so people have to travel abroad to do it which is obviously already a big barrier you know because of the cost that, that entitles to that but I think that 
now it's just getting there, you know, it's the, the community is getting bigger, it's getting stronger. I hope that we have three athletes from Dominican Republic, so two ladies and one, and, and one male. So I hope that they see us back home and they just dream of Kona like I dreamed of Kona when I saw it on television. And, and they, you know, like faster athletes than me can come to, to Kona next year. Right. So they'll see you on the Iron Women podcast yes. and then they'll know that, <laughs> that they can possible, yes. yes. Absolutely. And the other lady, she's super fast. You know, she won her age group or was second, I think, in Ironman Cozumel. So when I was here in 2019, I was the only person from Dominican Republic. I was alone in the Parade of Nations. And yeah, that was my only Olympian moment. Um, and I really wanted, like, you know, people that, you know, I know it's a world championship, so like faster athletes can see that they can still come. So, so I can see that that's happening now. I love that. Okay, so if we're out there and we're cheering for you on race day, what would you like us to shout at you? What would be something that would motivate you? Well, don't say it's almost there because, <laughs> it, <laughs> like, no, don't say that. But um, I, I'm really, like, although I'm, like, not, competitive in this race I do still like chase so if there's like an athlete out there so like yeah you're only three minutes from behind that athlete and that, that will be motivate me to get going <laughs> perfect okay we will remember that and we will be cheering you on Bianca congratulations again thank you so much for having me it was so great to meet Bianca hey Helen yeah, it, she was so kind and so bubbly. And I think this has been one of my favorite things about being in Kona is meeting all these amazing women from yeah. around the world. Yeah. I love when people come up to us and say, hey, Spicy. Yeah, yeah, keep doing that, people. Yeah. <laughs> keep it up, friends. You're keeping us motivated to keep going. Okay, so let's take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Marinda Carfrey, four-time world champion. I used to think that winning an Ironman triathlon would be the hardest thing I've ever done. But after starting Feisty Media, I realized that starting, growing, and running a business is in fact the hardest thing I've ever done. There are so many decisions to be made, and by that I mean so many things to wake up in the middle of the night worried about. Like, how do I actually make money? How do I manage my business finances? How do I build an audience? How do I grow my team? How do I manage that team? Who do I ask for business advice? And then on top of that, I need to keep learning myself and build my own skills as an entrepreneur, as well as surround myself with other like-minded entrepreneurs that I vibe with. It's been an extremely rewarding journey for me so far, but it's also been extremely challenging. So if you can relate to some or all of what I'm saying, I invite you to join us in Tempe, Arizona this fall for the new and improved Outspoken Summit. We've all been there, two hours into a long ride, nowhere near finished, but totally uncomfortable, shifting back and forth and standing out of the saddle in an effort to ease the pain down there. But bike shorts and tri shorts should be comfortable, and that's why we are thrilled to have Core Sports as one of our sponsors. Core tri shorts have a revolutionary seam-free chamois, which means no race surfaces for chafing. And every stitch of Core's tri suits, cycling kits, swimsuits, and run clothing is designed with you the woman endurance athlete in mind. Yes, you can have it all. Speed and style, performance and comfort, function and fashion. Use the code KONAHOT10 for $10 off at coresports.com. That's KONAHOT10 for $10 off at coresports.com. Okay, next up, one of my absolute faves. We caught, we, was that your first time meeting Rini? 
Uh, yeah, I've, I actually once saw Rini race in Victoria. She came and did the 70.3, but I've never talked to her or met, like, been that close to her. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, I want, I definitely wanted to catch up with Rini. So glad that she responded to my media request. So, let's hear from her. Good morning, Rennie. How are you doing this morning? So good. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, a bit of a different year for you. Have you ever been here and not raced? I was I was here in uh, 2017 is when Izzy was like eight weeks old. But I feel like I couldn't, first time mom, I couldn't really enjoy it. I was, you know, on edge with a newborn. Right. And it's different now with two kids? It's somehow easier? <laughs> I don't know if easier is the right word for it but um it's definitely different and with Isabel being five now um we can enjoy like we can go and swim together and you know snorkel for fish and obviously the little guy is a bit small for that but he loves the water um and honestly it's just fun to be here and not have to rush off and train all the time um I just I'm on their schedule um I try to sneak a run in super early or whatever but um just here to obviously support Tim in everything he does and um be here for my sponsors but then just spend time with the kids which is really nice yeah let's talk about that for a minute i watched your youtube video about your decision not to race here and i think a lot of the folks at home will relate to this there's a big difference between having one and two kids but could you just talk us through a bit like your decision not to race here this year yeah so i was supposed to well i was planning to do one more ironman kona so the, i need to qualify for that so my plan was this year to do i'm in lake placid and then hopefully get a spot and, and race Kona. And uh, I, di- I did my f- made my first big race of the year was Chattanooga 70.3. And that was really the time where, okay, from then it was like eight or 10 weeks till Placid and I had to really up the training. And during the race, I was like, you know what? I just don't have that killer instinct in me anymore. Uh, I feel like I had Finn and I birthed out the killer instinct and I was like, I was like, oh, it's the other girls. I'm like, oh, I, I love her. Like, it'd be okay if she beat me. And you know, like, not that I had a choice in that race. Um, the girls were very fast, but, um, and yeah, I got, kind of got back home and I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think I have the mental capacity to race um, at that level in a full Ironman distance uh, right now um, with the kids and also ch- stepping up training. That's the main thing, really. Like, I'm training, like, 17 to 20 hours a week, and I know that you sort of need 25, 30 hours a week for certainly 30-plus for, for me anyway to race well at the top level in Ironman, and I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I want to have energy for the kids in the afternoons. I don't want to be out on six-hour rides couple, twice a week. Um uh, and, you know, it's kind of nice to get the training done and then have the afternoons, have a little energy for the kids in the afternoons. And as I said, Isabel's five. She has soccer and she wants to ride a bike and go to the park. And, you know, it'd be easy to just turn the TV on for her. She'd be pumped with that. But, um, yeah, I want to be a, a present parent for her and, and you know, show her our way of life, which is an active way of life. Yeah, I love that. I was going to ask you a different question, but now I just want to talk talk about parenting for a minute. Like, how do you, as as someone who's like a world champion athlete, right, do you feel like, do you push your kids a little into sport? Do you let them find their way? I mean, I'm showing my bias even in how I'm asking the question, but how do you, um, how do you parent them in regards to their activity? I, th- I Honestly, I think there's a lot of it is they are who they are, uh, and monkey see, monkey do. So... Yeah. With what Tim and I do, I mean, obviously we're active, we're swimming, we're biking and running all the time, and they see that, and it rubs off on them. Isabel loves riding a bike. She she likes swimming okay, um, and she loves running. So she, you know, whenever there's a kid's, um, you know, 
you know, Dash or um, an Iron Kids event. Uh, she wants to sign up and she wants to do the mile. She doesn't want to do the half mile. Um, so, yeah, it definitely rubs off. But honestly, I try, I'm trying to expose her to as many sports as possible. She's in soccer. She's done gymnastics. She's done dance. Um, she loves dancing. I think that's probably more what she'll end up doing because uh, she loves that. But honestly, just giving the, them the opportunities. And she can choose whatever she wants. If she doesn't want to be a, an athlete or a... Um, a sports person, that's fine, as long as she chooses something um, that she's passionate about and she goes in full heart, full, heart, uh, full, full strength. Yeah, I freaking love that. Okay, one last question. We are going to see you racing more in the future, am I right? Yeah, I am planning to continue to race um, in, you know, what capacity, what races, I'm not really sure yet. Tim and I are going to sit down after he does this race and sort of figure out what our future will look like. And, um, yeah, but I think, yeah, there'll be some more racing from us. Well, Rennie, thank you so much. Good luck with everything, and thanks for everything. Your example to all women in triathlon. Thank you so much. Thanks to you guys for covering uh, or promoting women in triathlon as well. Amazing. Okay, I love what she said there about monkey see, monkey do parenting. Um, Ellen, you're not a parent, but, like, I I definitely use this uh, form of parenting myself. Like, actually, I think what you – I, I, I don't know. I just totally believe in it um, in terms of like not necessarily like trying to control what my daughter does, but actually just showing her like what a person can do and be or even how much joy someone can have in their life or the types of things they could do. Totally. What do you think? Yeah, I would say for myself because I, I don't have kids, but growing up, uh, my mom swam and I'd often just I would go to swimming with her and play on the side of the pool deck. And then like she has like this love and this passion for swimming that ended up rubbing off on me. And there's a lot of triathletes and swimmers who hate swimming, but I actually still really love swimming. Uh, And it's now it's a really nice thing I get to share with my mom. Um, And my mom is a beast. Uh, So (laughs) Ellen's mom, Pat, is legendary in the swim lane in Victoria. Yeah, she's a local swim legend. (laughs) So (laughs) watch out if she's in your lane. But I think that's a really nice thing I have to share with my mom now. And that, yeah, like like you said, just that um, being active and 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 movement and how good it makes you feel and kind of like all those right reasons why to love sport. Yeah. I, um, just lost my thought completely. Oh, I do remember you saying to me, Ellen, this actually stuck with me when you, when you talked about your mom doing master swimming, um, and kind of like what you just said that like, I wanted to have that same joy in my life that my mom did. Like actually as a young person putting together the pieces of like her, your mom's swimming and her good mood, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's a lot of, that that's something that like, I don't think we connect the dots on necessarily. I mean, we do as athletes because we know, but like, I think the general population doesn't necessarily know that like actually the one of our main reasons for working out is to do with that. We get to feel really good. Yeah. We, we even put out that reel with that audio about, especially for women, like we were raised in a generation where women were taught that exercise was to lose weight and be skinny, uh, which is so not the case. Exercise is so much more and that's just like totally toxic and, terrible um so I just think yeah I think that was something I've always uh had inside is that just yeah how good movement is and then getting to do it with other people um so I think yeah Rennie's doing a great job yeah. yeah and the other thing I want to comment on there is like I've always sort of admired I've talked to Rennie a few times over the years I've always admired her ability to listen to herself and like move forward from that place and it feels like her decision to like kind of Kona retire quote unquote comes from there like she just knew her priorities had changed and she just unapologetically just went in the direction that 
like she felt she needed to go. And I just, I love that. I think that's been part of her success actually. Yeah. I think a lot of athletes end up lying to themselves. Uh, they lack a little bit of self-awareness. I know I've been there. I've, I've tried to convince myself that, you know, no, I, I'm good. I, I want to keep racing when really, if you kind of took a step back and really like t- took a look at your headspace uh, and, and were true to yourself, uh, you probably would have made a different decision. And, and there's a lot of pressure for Winnie, for Rinny with, with sponsors and, and fans. And so just to say, this is what I want to do. I really, really admire that in Rinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you can't underestimate that, that like, that if it's how you make your living, you know, you have to then go to all your sponsors and say, I'm pivoting. Right. And that's not, that's not going to be easy. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's why she's a world champion. I think that's why she's as good as she is, is because, she makes those decisions for her and she lives into her values and, and, and does what's right for her. And even on the race course, like super leaned into the fact that she was a very, very fast runner. Um, and then instead of getting caught up in like, okay, I'm going to, I mean, obviously everybody tries to work on all three sports. Right. But like, just like she like leveraged that run speed that she had so well and won four world titles as a result. Yeah. I think just being there and being in, you know, her aura, I just, <laughs> it was, I love it. You're just someone like you want to be, you, you want to be like Rinny. She, she just holds herself really nicely. Uh, she had a lot of joy. It seemed like when she was there this morning, she was there with her kids. She was playing in the water right after the race. Uh, so yeah, she's doing something right. Yeah. yeah. So Rinny fan club over here. Yes. Um, okay. I think that about wraps it up for today. Thank you for everyone who's watching and listening and following our antics over here in Kona. We are having so much fun covering the women's race and bringing it all to you. So thank you for listening and watching. And thank you to Ellen, my amazing co-host today. Well, thanks for having me. I do have one final announcement. Ooh, yes. Go for it. So anyone in Kona, I've lost my hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bucket hat. It's white. Uh, we're, we were matching and now we're down one hat. And I, last night was, I had a bit of a down. I was, I was feeling pretty down cause I lost it. So if you happen to see it, if you're listening, tell your friends, you know, but, and please DM us on Instagram. If, uh, if you find it, the whole of Kona needs to be on the lookout for a white bucket hat. It says feisty and pink on it. We need, you need to DM us on Instagram and get it returned to Ellen because it has been probably the only sad part of our of our trip so far it would be much appreciated thank you